This week's show with Beth Hoffman and Rebecca Peterson of My Sister's Samplers is sponsored by Sassy Jack Stitchery. The Nashville market has just concluded, and Kim Everett and the Sassy Jacks trailer have returned with all of the new charts that were offered at the show, including the line of reproduction samplers from My Sister's Samplers. Contact Kim right away and order your favorites. But don't just order the chart. Kim can help you put together full kits so you can start stitching the minute the mail arrives. Also, don't forget to check out the full collection of Sassafras samplers at sassyjackstitchery.com and... While you're there, join the Cosmos Thread Club. It's a great way to build up a stash of beautiful cotton floss. If your significant other is wondering what to buy you for your birthday or your favorite holiday, they can't go wrong with a Sassy Jack's gift certificate. Make Sassy Jack Stitchery your local needlework store by visiting the website at sassyjackstitchery.com. Thanks to Sassy Jack's for sponsoring the show. And now on to our conversation with Beth Hoffman and Rebecca Peterson of My Sister's Samplers. Welcome back. I'm Gary Parr. And I'm Beth Ellicott. And you are listening to Fiber Talk, the twice-weekly podcast for the needlework artists. Our artists this week... My Sister's Samplers is the company, and the sisters are Beth Hoffman. Hi, Beth. Welcome. Hi, Gary. Hi, Beth. And Rebecca Peterson. Rebecca, welcome. Hi, Gary. Hi, Beth. Thanks for having us. Oh, thanks for doing this. All right. So we have, uh, which one is in the Pacific Northwest? Is that Rebecca? No, it's me, Beth. Beth. Beth's in the Northwest. Mm -hmm. Yep. Washington State. All right. And Rebecca, you are? I live in Texas. In Texas. All right. Well, nothing personal, but I'm going with the Northwest. That's my, one of my favorite <laughs> favorite parts of the country. <laughs> it is beautiful out here. That is true. It yeah. is indeed. Yeah. Expensive oh. living, but man, is it beautiful. <laughs> yeah. All right. So my sister's samplers, fresh off your, your first Nashville show? Yes. That's correct. Yeah. Oh, boy. So yeah, who knew, right? So what was that madness like? <laughs> I, you know, I, for me, it was it was really fun and and really exciting to be surrounded by people who share this same passion that we do. Um, you know, it's it was it was a very new experience for me to be to be in an environment like that, and and I really enjoyed it. But I will confess, at times, it was overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. And, you know, I had the opportunity to go to market many years ago with a friend who was a designer and I had a small daughter at the time, so I couldn't go. And maybe I should have because I would have had a little bit more insight into it. Um, but for us, it was like, OK, we don't know what to expect. This is all new to us. And so that was probably a good thing. That we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into, right? So it was, yeah. <laughs> Blind. But overall, yeah, exactly. But overall, I think it went very well, and we had a great time, and we met a lot of great people. We knew a lot of people already, but we met a lot of great people otherwise, and so it was just, it was a great weekend. We had a really good time. So I hope you went home without any charts and with a long list of things you want to do different next year. <laughs> 
Yeah, we still have some charts, but definitely yeah. we had our list of, you know, things that we made note of. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we, we definitely filled in many of the gaps of what, what I was calling our unknown unknowns. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we were already making a list of these are the things that we need to do differently next year. Here's what worked. Here's what didn't work. And of course, we were already talking about, okay, what samplers do we want to do next? Um, f- you know, to, for a release later this year and then what, and then start to plan for market next year as well. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you from what I've learned is going home with some charts is really a win because most people who do it the first time end up going home with a bunch of orders that they have to get printed and filled right away. So, Mm -hmm. and and that, you know, so that, so the madness just continues when you get home. So (laughs) Yeah, uh, Yeah, that's right. And we didn't know, we didn't know how many to take. We didn't know how they were going to be received. So we took lots, right? So, you know, we made sure that we had plenty for the people that didn't know about us before market and then decided, Oh, well, let's go see what they have. And then, you know, we wanted to make sure that we didn't have that problem, that they weren't waiting on us when we did get home. So, yeah, yeah well, good, good move having enough. What was it uh, the last time I was there? One of the fabric dyeing people, uh, she was sold out of everything Friday night. So oh, my goodness. The big day Saturday, she had nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. You don't want to be in that spot. Yeah. No. And it does sound like the fabric vendors have, you know, they do sell out the fastest. So yeah. it doesn't seem like that's changed a whole lot. No, I think uh, shop owners just go in and just grab armfuls and. Yeah. Uh, which is <laughs> well, crazy. and it, for them, it's, yeah, them, it's, they, then they have it on hand. And um, that's the, right. The supply chain is so broken, you know, to have. To mm-hmm. be able to take it home with them probably isn't a huge advantage, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, were you, sure. so, so were you pretty much busy the whole time or were you able to go and, and see some other brooms? Did you take help? Was it just the two of you? Those are my questions. Yeah, it was just the two of us. And, mm-hmm. but, you know, I think the, the traffic was generally pretty steady. Mm-hmm. Um, we also benefited, we shared a room with Gloriana Threads. Oh. And so we mm-hmm. benefited from the traffic. Um, there was, there was a, a, you know, a lot of interest in, in Gloriana and, um, and seeing what she had available. So we benefited from some of that traffic. But during the slower periods, you know, certainly over lunch when everybody is is having lunch, it got pretty quiet. Um, then then each of us were able to take a turn to go out and and explore, um, you know, and and look at other rooms and see what the other designers had, and and you know also add to our list of things that I didn't know I needed, but now I must have um, <laughs> because I saw it. <laughs> yeah, that problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, and and being a vendor versus being a shop owner, we have the easy job. I can't imagine being a shop owner and having to hit that many suites or booths in three days. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Friday used to be optional, and now it's it's just one of the market days, and that was actually our busiest day, which I was kind of surprised about. But mm-hmm. um, I can't imagine being a shop owner because the amount of legwork that they have to do. And I think this year was a record number of vendors. Um, so, I, you know, I just can't even imagine being one of them. I thought we had the easy job. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. How they choose as to what they're going to take home, I, I think, is, 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 a very, is a very huge task. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Yeah. And then yeah, and then they got to get it all home. Yep. That's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then we were happy their... to yeah, we were happy to consolidate our bins. I can't imagine trying to ship all the stuff and and get all the stuff home that they had to take. Yeah, but I read somewhere one of them actually went to the store and bought another suitcase. <laughs> Didn't have enough. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, we we talked to a, a shop that they were renting a U-Haul. Mm-hmm. Um, to to take back. And... Yeah, they didn't bring one, but they took one back. Took one yep. back. Yep. Yeah. Well, well, Kim at Sassy Jazz Stitchery. I mean, they have a trailer. I mean, they just take a. Yeah. They just got a trailer. Yep, we put saw their logo it. on it. And, yep. Yeah, we saw it. Yeah. Might as well. Why fight it? Yeah. And yeah, we forgot we sent to mention. Some... Yeah, go, oh, ahead, go ahead, sorry, Rebecca. I was going to say we sent some charts back in that trailer. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep, so. And uh, it was after we saw her and Kathy that we thought, oh, we should have mentioned to them that we were going to be talking to you. <laughs> and we didn't even think about it. So, yeah, we we saw both of them and were, um, you know, they they took some of our charts home uh, of ours and we were very thankful for that. So yep. it worked out well. So there you go, folks. Get get the uh, My Sister Samplers charts. Kim and Kathy have them. Yeah, that's go. right. They both do. In stock. Nice. Yep. All right, so how did this My Sister Samplers get started? So, Beth, you're the veteran stitcher on this thing, but how did this all come to pass? Well, my sister likes to talk me into stuff, so. (laughs) That's a true statement. So it's Beth's fault. (laughs) It's Becky's fault. It's Rebecca's fault. That's right. Um, But I have been, uh, I've been a sampler lover since probably the early 90s. I was living in Arizona, and. I had just graduated from college, and I'd been a stitcher since we were young girls. And I discovered the attic, of course, in Arizona. And that would have been 91. So I was fresh out of college. I had recently gotten married. And stitching was my next thing to get back to. So I discovered the attic, and they were having... And a different person had owned it than than Jean now, um, but Jean was affiliated with the shop still. And they were having Darlene Osteen come in uh, in like six months or something to do a class. And so they were offering a, you know, learn the stitches, learn specialty stitches. So they were just going to have a little workshop, you know, on a Saturday afternoon. So I'm like, okay, I think this is what I want to do. So I signed up for it. And learned all the Darlene Osteen specialty stitches that she used, which are just your standard sampler stitches, you know, but I didn't know that at the time. And took this class and decided it was something I loved. And so then Darlene came to town and I took her workshop and her class. And then that's how it all began. And then we lived in Arizona from, we moved from Arizona in 94. I think it was. So I was an attic shopper up until that point. And then shortly we were living in Mesa at the time. And uh, that's dangerous. The, that's expensive. It is. That is. <laughs> it yeah, is. yeah that would be very dangerous. <laughs> it was. So we, um, the shop where it was when we were there was, I think, two or three shops ago from where it is now. Mm-hmm. But as, when once we moved away, they moved to the location prior to where they are now, which was like a mile and a half from my house. So it was a really good thing we probably moved by that point. <laughs> uh, but, that, that's you the know, worst. It's walking distance. That's like... <laughs> yes, that's right. But, you know, I attribute 
the attic and Jean and everything for my love of samplers. And in 92, Jean and I and two of our needlework friends, we went and took the Darlene Osteen class, uh, Dorcas Haynes, at the Christmas in Williamsburg uh, event that they had out there. And so we, we were, you know, we had the best time. And it's just been since then, for me, it's all about samplers. I love them. And, you know, at the time, I'm like, oh, I'm going to stitch reproductions because I'm not sure that I can ever afford one. So I'm just going to stitch them. Right. <laughs> and so I wanted the reproductions that were authentic and I could see the back, you know, because I I do like to stitch reversible. So I like the back to look like the front. And uh, so it was just something that just grew from my time of being in Arizona. And then we moved to Texas and now we're in Washington and it's just, you know, and my collection has grown. So now I can actually buy some samplers. And um, it's just something that, you know, then I got Rebecca involved because I'm like, this is something you need. She never understood in the beginning. It's just, <laughs> you know, why? Why do I need this? Um, <laughs> but but here we are. And she and I, I think she sent you a picture of the very first class we took together. Um, I was probably fourth or fifth grade because I remember being in 4-H and I entered that project in the fair uh, when it was finished, but this was a, a, just a shop that was in our little hometown that was offering this class. And that one is stamped, you know, so it was like learning the stitches. And at the time our grandmother had come to visit and was teaching me how to do tablecloths and pillowcases. I did a lot of pillowcases and dish towels and just doing embroidery. And then, um, then we took this, you know, we figured out our little town in Montana decided, you know, had this little cross-stitch store. So we took this class from the cross-stitch store and then, you know, for a while I didn't do a lot of cross-stitch. I did some towards my time, uh, you know, when I was finishing college. And I think that's probably my still longest UFO I have out there. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's just kind of just been something that I've done you know, for close to 50 years. And then samplers has been probably the last 30 years or so, 35 years. So, so Rebecca, did you stitch too at this time? Just not samplers? Yes. Yes. Um, and so, so for sure, we, we always were stitching on something and, and even I still have some of those old pieces. In fact, I have some of the pieces that bet, Beth was the one who first started with the counted cross stitch. We had primarily been doing stamped things, as she mentioned, and embroidered thing, you know, kind of surface embroidery kind of things. And so she started with the counted cross stitch. And I remember looking at that and, you know, and seeing the chart with all of the symbols and translating that onto the fabric and thinking, hmm, I'm, I'm not so sure. Um, but we, you know, we... We were doing that, and, and I, like I said, I still have some of the early pieces that we did on Ada Cloth. Right, that's right. Um, and, but then it was really <laughs> Beth and her relationship with the attic that got us, you know, so of course Beth was, was faster in making the transition to stitching on linen and then some of the more advanced types of, of work. Um, it did take me a lot longer to, to start doing samplers. Um, but I still was doing, um, you know, different types of stitching and different pictures and, and things like that. 
um, but but not not definitely not the the strong interest in samplers like like I have now. Um, and and I will say of, of the two of us, Beth is only fifty percent of us stitch reversible. Right, that is <laughs> that is not that is not something that I can do. Um, I have. I have tried it, and um, it just takes so much concentration and, and so much focus, and, and that's not really why I stitch. So um, I usually try to stitch as a as a break from, you know, kind of technical topics and, and thinking about technical things, and I don't want my stitching to turn into that, too. <laughs> yeah, I tried, uh, tried one reversible, and it just sucked, <laughs> sucked the fun right out of it, yeah. I agree yeah. with you, Carrie. <laughs> That's where I am too. <laughs> but but you know, hey, kudos to those like Beth who can do it. I mean, they're they're absolutely fabulous. It's just it it's it's too much too much work for yeah. me to be honest. Yeah, Kim. I think well, I'm sure when Kim uh, gets her shop open, Sassy Jack Stitchery, uh, she has one where she has it framed so you can see both sides, and it's just amazing. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, but. No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Beth, Beth has that for your Laura Standish, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you did Laura Standish reversible? I did. I just had a, mm-hmm. I have a friend working on that now, and I'm like, "Are you doing it reversible?" And she said, "No." <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I just wanted to see. <laughs> and that's one that I actually started over because mm. I. Again, I originally started in the early 90s. It was a stitch along that we were going to do at the attic. And I can't remember if it was just pick a piece from Scarlet Letter or if it was that piece. I think it was that piece. Um, So I just used what was in the kit and I started and I was maybe two or three bands in and I decided I don't like this. So I changed the fabric and I changed the threads and I restarted it. But I, I mean, there was many year gap in between that. So I think I started it in 91 and I finished it in the 2000s. Oh, so that makes me a, feel so much better. Gap. Yeah. 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 So I have, I have at least a few of those. That, <laughs> yes. We won't discuss yeah. that though. At least a few. Let me write that down. At least a few. <laughs> That's right. I didn't want to say how many. No, no, uh, never admit that. Of course not. No, right, who, absolutely who, not. Who bought Who bought the first original sampler? Oh, probably me. Oh, Beth, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, for me it was, I was never really looking for the perfect because at the time, you know, I was like, well, I probably can't afford the perfect, right? So I was always finding things that nobody else wanted. And... To me, those are the treasures, right? Anybody can own a perfect one, but, you know, for those to be discarded because it has a hole or, you know, something, it was like, okay, these are what I want to bring attention to is these ones that will never, you know, are are less, I don't want to say never, but are less likely to get the attention that they maybe rightfully deserve. So, and then the other thing that I like are anything with genealogy on them. Mm. I love genealogy. And a lot of the family samplers, a lot of people don't have a lot of interest in because there's no motifs or there's, you know, nothing really interesting. But for me, I find the value in being able to track these young girls and their families. And, you know, for example, I have one that's got a baby's name on it that she she was born and died the same day. And 
you know, most genealogy sites are never going to know that this little girl existed except from this piece of needlework. So to me, those are the treasures. And you can honor these, these girls by, you know, bringing forth these, these, you know, less than ideal or favorable or whatever samplers. So yeah. that's what I like about them. Yeah, that's, I'm sure that's a decision. Anybody who starts reproducing samplers, that's a decision is, is, that's right. Uh, yeah, the ones that have holes in them and missing stitches and so on right. and so forth. <laughs> right. Yeah. Do, yeah. do you do mm-hmm. you find those to be a, a, an interesting, fun challenge? Or I do because I like I like to be able to d- determine. Okay, if the verse is missing or part of the verse is missing, can I figure out what it said? Can I, you know, find an old verse, you know, that it was, you know, if it was fr- if it was a Bible verse, can I translate it or figure it out, or can I? look on the fabric to see where the, you know, the, the stitches used to be. So the holes are a little bigger so that I can, you know, possibly see what letters were there to me. That's kind of the fun of it too, is unraveling the little mystery of what's missing. And, um, one of the charts that, um, we stitched is my, um, which one is it? Sarah Ann Richardson? No, no, that's not it. Sarah Ann Beecham it? with the wonky uh, Hutchins. No, Hutchins. Oh, Mary Ann Hutchins. Hutchins. So that one, you know, I like to chart from the back because I like to have the colors and stuff as they appeared. I want these girls to reflect, you know, the all the bright colors in their crayon box like our little girls today do. They like the bright colors and stuff. So that's what I want to present. I want to present the bright colors. But um, my... Uh, my Sarah and Hutchins, she she came to me um, with the thread matching the front, basically. I mean, you could very, you can, you know, it was all monochrome. It was just ivory on ivory, except where somebody had taken markers and colored in the letters. No. Yeah. So oh. they had colored the threads on the, you know, and so I got it for a great deal because nobody wants a sampler that the, you know, it's been colored on with marker. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, at that point I was like, okay, I can make this whatever color I want. And so, you know, it became red and then we did a little baby blue one. So we have big red and baby blue. And, you know, so I took liberty with that because at that point, you know, I'm not going to reproduce it with magic marker. Um, but yeah, I soaked it for like three days. I'm like, I can't do any harm to it. If I soak it for three days, I got the majority of the, the marker out. Uh, and, you know, we have two samplers from it now. So, you know, it's, you can make anything out of anything practically, but yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. If there's, so. if there's holes, what do you do with that? Do you, again, just try to figure out what's there and, and put it in or, so far, we haven't, at least that I know of, we haven't had any major holes in spots where we've had to figure out, okay, because mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, when they, if they cut out their age, does that mean they also cut out the thread? Because that's where we tend to see a lot of the holes is, okay, they didn't, let, they didn't want to broadcast how old they are when they stitched this later on. So not only did they cut out the, the you know, the stitches, but they, there's a hole there now too. Mm. So, um as far as that goes, we can guess if we know the genealogy. Otherwise, we'll probably just leave it. Yeah. And, and sometimes, too, if you, you know, if you have a have a sampler, of course, the alphabet is easy. If you have stitch right. loss or you have a hole mm-hmm. in the alphabet, yeah. you, you have you can gauge or, you know, I, I prefer samplers that are symmetrical. 
Mm-hmm. And so if I see it on one side and the motif is lost on, you know, or, or a portion of the of a motif is lost on the other side, I still know what it originally looked like and, and can chart it that way. Mm-hmm. And that's how we different in our samplers, because she has to be the, <laughs> you know, the symmetrical, even I on like all symmetry. sides. To me, I don't care. I, to me, it's a piece of artwork and it's, a you know, it's something that a young girl did and I, I don't care what it looks like. She's a little bit more picky about that. <laughs> <laughs> so do you do you all chart um, the colors from the front or the back? Well, obviously not the one with the magic marker, but right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends on if it's if it's if it's accessible from the back. You know, um, if it's mm-hmm. framed and it's and it's been preserved, then we're probably not going to take it apart. Um, and so, uh, Rebecca can speak to this too, because she's actually having some stitch that are from the front and then she's taken, you know, she's picked the colors that way. Yes. Yeah. And so generally my preference is to chart from the back, you know, going back to what Beth said, lots of times the, the front, the the colors from the front can be pretty faded and washed out and the backs, I, I like Beth, I like to, I like for the sampler to reflect what that what that young girl was was looking at when she stitched it and yeah she's going to pick the, the most colorful and brightest threads out of her basket and put her put it in her sampler i mean that's what i would have done thank you um, thank you yes <laughs> that's yes. right exactly <laughs> and and you know so so we do try to do that where we can we yeah we do have a, a sampler that's being stitched now that i felt like it would it's pretty well framed and and i thought i would damage it by trying to get it out of the frame. So I did chart it from the front. Fortunately, the colors on the front are still quite bright um, and true. And, and so that one, I'm, that one, I think um, that it was, it was easier than most, but it is amazing, you know, because you can look at a piece and you can say, you know, especially with some of the wool ones, the wool holds it, the, the wool thread holds its color so much better. And you can look at it on the front and say, wow, that's pretty, um, that the colors are good and, and, you know, and that, that looks really nice. And then you flip it over to the back and the colors are just so vibrant and so beautiful, um, that, e- you know, even when one, you can say, oh, well, from the front, it looks pretty good. The back is, is often just tremendous in, in the color. And, and then you do have to start to use a little bit of judgment of, okay, maybe some of these are just a little bit too bright. <laughs> <laughs> Because you still, to me, it's you know going going back to the symmetry thing too. You still want the the color scheme to to balance and mm-hmm. and uh, to work well together. Yeah, that's what I struggle wanna... with. It with the so so many of them. People try to make them look old and worn and grungy, and yeah, for me, yeah. It's, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Is why can't we have it the way it was when it was fresh? And that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's my preference. Yeah, cause, yeah. You know, and we, we talked a lot about also, you know, we certainly with these samplers that, that we produced um, for, you know, for our, for our market debut, a lot of that we stitched from stash. Mm-hmm. And so the fabrics that we used were fabrics that we had. And, you know, I, for anybody who's stitching our samplers or, or I think any samplers in general, I would strongly encourage them to, to, you know, to stitch from stash if you have it or use a piece of fabric that you love. Um, you know, we chose fabrics that we felt were consistent with the original piece, but 
I got to tell you, most of mine are absolutely filthy. So, right, how do you know what the what the original fabric was? And and so then it really does come down to stitch what you like, um, and it and it'll, it'll look amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we know? I I don't know if I've ever asked this. Do we know was linen just generally white or off white back in those days? I I don't know. I, you know it, I. Have you ever heard, Beth? I mean, I don't know. Well, they used to have the, um, uh, what was the one where it was green one direction and whiter? What was that called? Anyway, I don't know the answer to that question. No, yeah. n- neither do I. I, I. My assumption would be that it would be mostly the case. But, I mean, I have yeah. some that are stitched on fabric that looks looks and feels a lot more like burlap than yeah. linen or, you know, I mean, yeah. some pretty coarse cloth as well. I'm uh, guessing that they weren't bleaching it. So I would I would imagine that it was just the natural fiber color. Yeah. Right. Um right. But other than that, I, you know, I don't know that they had a lot of white. I would guess that it would have been off white or whatever the flax color was, you know, and then you'll see the samplers. It was mostly stitched selvage to selvage, whether or not it was on the sides or top to bottom. So Mm -hmm. to me, that fascinates me. How did they figure out, did they, did they count it first to make sure that it was going to fit or did they design as they went that's one of the things that I've always been, you know, interested mm-hmm. in is how did they get the final product knowing that they were using the full salvage to salvage size? So yeah, that's they, always been something that fans, yeah. fascinates me. Yeah, they didn't waste anything, did they? Nope. No, <laughs> nothing. Mm-mm. And was it yeah. the teacher that planned it out or did they? I don't know. To some, They are so organized in their layouts. Sometimes I just don't know how they made it work. Yeah, I always but, get a kick out of. Uh, they get to the edge and they got two more letters in the word. <laughs> Just cram yeah, it in somehow. Right. <laughs> Me too. Those are those are some of my favorites as well. Gary yeah. is the okay. I'm making it work because I'm not picking that whole row out, right? So <laughs> right, this is happening. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, you think about it. Little girls who were seven and eight. They're you know right. how much planning. That's right. Are they really going to do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it is amazing how cl- you know how well laid out a lot of the pieces are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and yeah, it, it is when you think about it. That that in and of itself is a bit of you know is is an educational process for being able to lay out the alphabets and the and the letters. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sometimes it doesn't go quite <laughs> as planned. I'm I'm just amazed that girls that age, I mean, kids, boy or girl at that age, would do these things that we spend right. hours and hours on. I, I'd have mm-hmm. that thing thrown in the corner. I'm out of here. <laughs> well, and I look at the one that we took our little class on. So I'm oldest, and I would have been fourth or fifth grade, right, when I took the this class that we did this stamped. And so that meant Rebecca would have been first grade, maybe. I think I was about six. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, some of our samplers are, you know, seven-year-olds. I can't imagine, I can't imagine what that feels like. Yeah. Right. I just can't imagine because we struggled at when I was 10 trying to do the stamped part. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was stamped. stamped. And you think about all those over one, we have a bunch of them, you know, with all the words over one and it's like. Yeah, so and so, age seven. I'm like, are you kidding me? Because because for the record, I never finished that stamped piece from way back when. Who knows where? It, I think it's somewhere in my mom's house. But uh, 
Yeah. So the the idea that that you know little girls could have that level of persistence and and almost tenacity to finish those very complicated pieces is is mm-hmm. very impressive. Yeah, it really is. So what what was the moment where you guys decided we uh, we got to make a business out of this? We can uh, <laughs> we can start to do these things. So, so I'll, I'll tell that story. Okay. Um, so Beth, Beth mentioned at the, when you, you had alluded to that question earlier, and she said her, her sister talks her into stuff, which is true. Um, so I, yeah, I had at Beth's, I was looking at some of her antique samplers, and I was looking particularly for motifs, and and I mean, got got well down into them, and and you know, started to think, wow, I I really need to. To start looking to see, you know, if if I can if I can start adding some samplers to my collection, and so I had I went on I went on eBay just to see what was available, and I was pleasantly surprised by what I was fi- finding, and so I had I put in some bids on some samplers, and and um, and then I left on a business trip. And while I was gone, some of the auctions ended and I, I won one that I just absolutely loved. And I, you know, and, and I couldn't stop thinking about it. I couldn't stop thinking about what an amazing sampler it was and all the different aspects of the design. And, 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 uh, and I was in, I was laying in bed, staring at the ceiling in Singapore with jet lag and, and thought, man, we need to start reproducing these. You know, this is something we need to do. And so when I got home from my trip, I called Beth and, and Beth was very, very busy raising her daughter. Um, and, but I was like, Hey, I think we need to do this. And she was, I don't know if she was super keen on the idea, but I was, I was not going to drop it. <laughs> so little sisters, are. little right? sisters, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So and I can remember that was maybe what, six years ago, seven years ago. It was, um, it was in 20, I, it was, uh, 2018. 18. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I, re- I remember that trip, and uh, and so and in in my defense, um, if there if there is one, so so Beth, had, like I said, Beth had been really busy um, raising her daughter, and her daughter at that time was getting into that junior high high school years, but she wasn't, but and so a lot of Beth was having to spend quite a lot of time back and shuttling her back and forth to the school bus, to school, to after school activities and so on. And when I had my great idea, her daughter was just, it was getting pretty close to to getting her driver's license. And I thought, well, Beth is going. Beth is going to need to do need something to do to fill up all that time that she used to spend spend driving oh, yeah. her daughter around. Mm-hmm. Like she, I needed a job, is what she said. <laughs> I might have said that. Yes. <laughs> she needs something to do, and I'm here to give oh, it to her. Yeah, that's right. Right. That's right. You know, I was helping. Yes. Right. We should do uh-huh. this, but you need to do this. That's what I think came out of her mouth. <laughs> That's that's possible. <laughs> so who does so, the charting? Do you do you trade off or how does that work? Yeah, we, we both do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll do 
Um, like we'll do our own samplers or, you know, one of the, I think the first one we started last year, Rebecca had been to my house for Christmas and she had brought some of her samplers and she says, I think she, I think these were her exact words. I think you need to chart this. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So I did, I charted it and then I stitched it and I think, and that was Charlotte Webster. And I think that's pretty much what, you know, kind of started it all off for us last year. Yeah. And then we just decided, you know, okay, we have, so that's her sampler and I started it and stitched it. Um, but then, you know, we've just kind of, you know, oh, I I like this one. I'll chart it and stitch it. And, you know, and so we just kind of do our own here and there. Yeah, that was Sarah Ann Beecham. Oh, Sarah Ann Beecham. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, because I had See, looked I at it. I can't even and... keep them straight. <laughs> <laughs> but and then and then the other the other one um, is that that was mine, but Beth charted and stitched is Dorothy Leeds, which was our market oh, yeah. exclusive. <laughs> and Beth wanted us to do a sampler for market that we could feature uh, the, the new color she was developing with Anne for Gloriana. Mm. And mm-hmm. so she asked me, she said, hey, do you have a sampler that w- you think would work with this color? And I said, I know exactly the sampler. Um, and so I, this was at Christmas time. So I only had a photo in my phone to show her. And uh, and we agreed that that was the one. And in fact, didn't you chart that just from photos? Right. You didn't. You, I did. Of course, mm-hmm. you didn't have the actual sampler with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I sent you the chart saying, okay, look it over, make sure I yeah, got you know, right. everything on there and stuff. Yeah, Yeah, well, and that's so. that's an extra dimension that you guys have is that Beth works for Gloriana, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I've only been, been working awesome. for Anne since uh, the end of July or so, so it's been... It's going to bring a great partnership for us and, you know, it's worked out really well. So, and then, and then the booth worked out great for us at market. So I think that's going to be how we continue in the future. And yeah, it's, it's worked out really well. Mm-hmm. So as, as you're charting these things are, uh, is that what's in front of you is Gloriana silks or are you, well, you'll, you got to do DMC. You don't have a choice. Oh there. yeah. We <laughs> always start with DMC and then, you know, cause that's what is readily available in all the colors. So I always chart with DMC and then I go from there, uh, whether we're using hand dyed fibers or Gloriana or something like that, because we want everybody to be able to, again, you know, stitch from your stash. And what we, one of the things we learned at market at the very first day with the, with the vendor meeting we had is that, you know, people like to stitch with what's recommended on the chart. And we're like, huh, okay. You know, because here we are stitching from our stash, right? So that, that was one of the big lessons we learned. So now we have to kind of take that into account. Um, but, you know, for us, there's no stitching police. You know, we don't care what you use. We don't care. You know, if you're putting it on Ada, if you're putting it on 56 count, you know, we want it to be enjoyable for you. We're not, you know, we're not saying you have to do it this way or that way. So, um, you know, stitch what you want and we want to make it easy for people. So that's why we chart with DMC. And then as far as I go, we, I chart from DMC and then it goes from there. Yes, me too. I chart in DMC and, and then 
we had several of our several of our market releases. We actually charted and stitched the models in the hand dyed fibers, mm-hmm. um, and and really for for a couple of reasons. First, those those silks are really nice. If if you haven't tried them, I highly recommend them. Uh, uh, they to, were also. I have to say, you guys did a nasty thing because I'd never heard of hand dyed fibers. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, oh, Beth you Ellicott, had, have, Gary. You, have you heard of them, Beth? I, yes, I have. I have some in my stash. I've stitched do. needlepoint with them actually. <laughs> oh, when she had nice. the needlepoint line, she doesn't mm-hmm. carry yes. that anymore. Yeah, but the um, premium line, that's right. Mm-hmm. But those are beautiful silks. Yeah, and they're you know, in the past people was like, well, we can't get them from our shop and that kind of stuff. Well, that's been a little bit of a misnomer because shops she will sell wholesale to shops, or you can buy directly from her website. And before I started working for Gloriana, that was really all I enjoyed stitching with. Um, when I first started stitching samplers and doing Darlene's classes, she used a lot of, she generally always used the Avira Soie, you know, Soie d'Alger and stuff. So I have a lot of that. And then I went and did a lot of, um, needlepoint silk cause I always like that as well. And each line is different. And, yes. you know, with, with hand dyed fibers, Back in 07, you know, that time frame, that's when I really fell in love with them. And you could buy, like uh, Beth was saying, you could get the premiums, but then you could also get the the thinner thread. And she used to sell it as a single strand, and that's what I love. I love just being able to pull it off the roll and stitch with it. You know, there was no separating and anything like that. Now she spins it or she twists it together so it's single or it's um, six strand, just like a skein of DMC. But, yeah, it's different. You know, they're all different. And I love Gloriana, but then I also love HDF. You know, to me, it's like, don't make me choose what, what child I like <laughs> best, right? Right, right. <laughs> so, again, you know, do, do what you like with it. So, um, but, yeah, you, you can't go wrong with either one. Well, I got to get me some of this uh, hand-dyed fiber stuff. I Literally, I'd never yeah, heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it comes on these convenient little spools. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've, and there's I've, I've been to the site. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and the, and then you know, and storage isn't hard because you buy those little um, cases that photos come in um, That's for right. photo mm-hmm. at Michaels or Joanne's or something. Yeah. and then you mm-hmm. can put your whole project in those little boxes, and there That's you go. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, Gary, you got to get yourself some. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> down that rabbit trail, Gary. Every, yeah. every show costs me money. Every show. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah it's like we join the addiction. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So now you'll see me because of my relationship with Gloriana. You'll see me stitching a lot more probably with Gloriana, just because it is so great, and I think it's some of the best out there. But you know, yes. HDF is out there as well. Yep. And as far as you know, Averisois and needlepoint silk just use what you like right and 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 you mix them right so if you had oh, yeah. a hand mm-hmm. hdf or needlepoint ink that worked together you just you just Absolutely. throw them in the mix together yeah, yeah i think people are, i think sometimes people are afraid to do that and and it, you won't be able to tell you know right. it, choose right. the colors you need and and just go for it Right. And because each each line is different you might see, you know you might need something that's um, over one, so you might change, you know, depending on something that's a little thinner, you know, um, right. or you might need to do sheep, so you might need something that's a little fuzzier, but it can all coexist on the same sampler. 
Right. You know, the, these little girls, they were using wool and silk together. You know, you'll see some really chunky, you know, animals or baskets or something. But then you'll also see some fine detailed people. And they were using two different fibers on their samplers as well. So I think, there, like I said, there are no stitching police here. So you can use what you want. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, all right, where, where are we at with my sister's samplers? Are we, we, we had the, the Nashville ones now. Do you have some more lined up that you're going to be introducing in the coming months? What's, what's kind of your plan so that we can, you know, set our money aside? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we have a couple more in the hopper. Um, we have two being stitched right now um, that we plan to release probably around August. Um, maybe... Um, you know, we, we were talking about the, the virtual Needlework Expo in August might be a good opportunity to do that. Um, one of those is a Christmas sampler, which I think is really fun, um, you know, where where it, it, it's not that it was stitched on December 25th or anything, but it, it's clear it was clearly intended with a with a Christmas theme in mind. And so we'll have that ready for this summer. And, and then and then another, I think, traditional motif sampler that is charted and is being stitched in Gloriana. So we're really looking forward to that. And, uh, and then we're, we're probably, I think we'll try to do one, at least one more for the summer, maybe, maybe two. And then we'll be probably looking to do our next batch of releases at market. So, you know, it's, it's really the question of, you know, how fast can you get them stitched stitched is probably our, our rate limiting step. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you, you got to start thinking about Nashville already. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We were talking about it in the in the car on the way home. Mm-hmm. So, do you all stitch yeah. your own then, or do you have some model stitchers? Yes, and yes. So we have predominantly stitched our own. I have recruited some of our friends to stitch, to stitch uh, <laughs> the models for us. Uh, that right now, the the two big samplers that are in the hopper for this summer, um, our friends are are um, are stitching them for us. Um, and then hopefully Beth and I will get get started on our next reproductions mm-hmm. here. Um, once once we you know I I don't know I can't speak for Beth but I've been in my I'm utterly worn out from market um, mode and and you know haven't haven't quite gotten back to it yet but we definitely have some ideas in mind mm-hmm. it was it was really fun to be in the room with Gloriana because just seeing all of her she had she had a large portion of her pashmina line which is cashmere plus silk thread and it was easy to be inspired by that with all of the beautiful colors she had there and so we i was telling beth i'm like okay my next one is going to feature that thread yeah that'll be beautiful Yeah, and all this all the samplers that we took to market we stitched ourselves we didn't do any we didn't have any model stitchers for any of those yeah so yeah yeah, and so there was a reason why we had six samplers and Beth stitched four and I stitched two. That's a good indicator of our abilities. Uh-huh. And we didn't start talking about this market until about this time or last July year. last yeah. year. Because mm-hmm. we were at a stitching retreat with our friends in Texas. We do a small get-together every year. And we were talking about it then. We're like, well, can we do this? Can we really pull this off and so yeah 
So we don't we didn't even have as much time for you know this current market as we now have. So hopefully we can be a little bit more productive even now. <laughs> nah, wait till the last minute, you know. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So are you going to re- reproduce in these samplers that um, have more what people traditionally call the um, specialty stitches? Are you mainly going to stick with cross stitch, Algerian eye? Um, so, yeah, um, I I think to me, I love the specialty stitches. Um, and so we have a, we have a couple that we're looking at um, that would be, you know, um, kind of more of those Florentine stitch rice stitches, mm-hmm. um, you know, some of some of the more complicated Do ones. Do them. <laughs> Quick okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll queen stitch the is order my favorite. Of my pile, yeah. <laughs> and now, yeah, you know, queen stitch is for sure yeah. one that we both love. You know, when we look at this stuff, we have to think about okay, well, will anybody stitch this? Right. Right. Yeah. It's just like so we have to weigh. Okay, we love it and whatnot, but is there too many over one words? Is there? you know, too many complicated stitches. So we kind of weigh that and go back and forth and say, okay, you know, we don't mind if people buy it and then never stitch it, but will they buy it to possibly stitch? Right. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And, and and I think the thing is like, I'm, I'm um, the president of my local guild and we're, we're Mm -hmm. trying to teach our members like, okay, these stitches aren't as hard as you think. That's right. They just let's mm-hmm. just do them one at a time and let's That's work right. our way through them. You have questions, come to us. There's people who are, are truly experts in my guild at different stitches. And mm-hmm. um, so to me, some of those samplers would be nice, especially if they're banned. And we, I know I, mm-hmm. I did yes. one with a different guild where, you know, we would get together and we'd do a band together. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I and I love band samplers. Me too, and especially for that reason, That's because right. if it if you're just stitching a band, it doesn't feel quite as insurmountable, right? You see yeah. the you see the you see the end from the beginning, so it's like okay, I can get through this. It doesn't feel like you know a, a task that you just will never be able to get to. Um, and so, yeah, band samplers are by far my favorite type of sampler to stitch. Mm-hmm. And, and Beth had to remind me early on, hey, you can't do only band samplers. Not That's everybody right. likes them like you. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. I love them, but yes. Yeah, one of my, my second longest UFO is probably a band sampler that I have charted or it's that I've stitched. And I'm almost finished with it, but I'm so mad at it that I just have to get over and just finish it. Yes, we have we have discussed this that it's time yes. to get it's time to move on and just finish yes. it. Yes. Oh, I I have one of those. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just one. Yeah. I'd, actually, that is just one. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Right. <laughs> right. I, you know, when we were when we were at market, Anne Fraser had mentioned that she was talking to someone and and they referred to their. Um, their collection of whips as their archive, which I thought was, was so perfect. Right. It's like, Oh yeah, Yeah. that's in my archive. I like that. That sounds a lot better than in my whip pile or my UFO pile or UFO pile. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I'm going with that archive. (laughs) Yeah. Me too. Yeah. That sounds very educated and sophisticated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, For sure. (laughs) 
but you know that that is you know that is a, a business reality uh is that the vast majority of people just want to make x's don't make me backstitch yeah. and right. give me the dmc colors and i'll execute it and i mean that's just a business reality so yeah you have to make those decisions and um because yeah. Yeah, a lot of people you, you do anything other than a, than a cross stitch and you know that's their you know it's what they enjoy um, yeah, they, they run for the hills. They don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and over two, not over one. And yeah. Right. Yeah. But I, but I think mm -hmm. also if we can help even with our designs, like, you know, we have, if you, if you look at some of the designs we had at market, like Sarah and Beecham is, is a great example of where it's predominantly cross stitch. Mm -hmm. And then it's got a row of satin stitches thrown in and a row of herringbone stitch. And, you know, so, so it's, 98% cross stitch and 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 then if somebody wants to try to tackle those specialty rows in there then again it's not the entire sampler and if they wanted to replace those with cross stitches they could but it's a great opportunity to try it mm -hmm. yeah branch out a little bit just 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 mm -hmm. a little bit it'll be just okay. try it right. yeah That's yeah right. exactly you don't you know you don't have to commit to uh, an entire sampler of specialty stitches um right away and but i i think if people people are like me once they try it they're like ooh that was that was easier than i expected mm -hmm. and maybe i can try something else um again still not going reversible for me but um <laughs> can i can try some of those some of those other other um, types of stitches yeah that that's mm -hmm. the, that's the different level there reversible no <laughs> hats, hats off to you but uh no uh, exactly <laughs> to me it just adds you know that's kind of just what makes it fun for me it adds a little bit of challenge and it just i don't know it's just i like it you know, each hey, their own. Applause yeah, I, I love look. Yeah, I love looking at it when you're done. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I have one piece that it's dated 2000, 2000. <laughs> and we were living in Arizona at the time. And so I stitched it and I stitched it reversible. And I took it to my framer. And I get it back and I see 0005. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, and I said, hmm, there's a bit of a problem here. <laughs> so not realizing and not paying attention to the date at the bottom because the date, you know, it was and, it, you know, the date was fairly good size, but she didn't realize that that was the back when she framed it. So she had to unframe it and frame it right side out. But so now it's a, it's a nice conversation piece. Yeah, but yeah, success, yeah. success. She couldn't tell. Yeah. So, yep. That's a compliment. Yep. Uh-huh. Bravo. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, ladies, thank you so much. Congratulations on your first Nashville effort and uh Thank you for having boy, us. Thank at, you. Yeah, look at well, you got a great collection to start right out here and then looking forward to more. Um yes. you know, bravo all the way around and uh we've established that a bunch of them went home in the Sassy Jack Stitchery trailers. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's um, right. <laughs> There you go, folks, right exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. And the shop owners, you know, we they couldn't have been nicer to us. We were very thankful to everybody that stopped to say hi. And those that we didn't know that now became friends. And, yeah, it was just the shop owners couldn't have been nicer to us. So yep. that was yeah. very appreciative of that. Yep. All right. Before we wrap up, Beth needs to know the half marathon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Who Who instigated that? Only so one. that's something I talked my sister into doing. Yes, that is correct. 
So I have a couple of friends here who we met when our kids were in school together in elementary school. And so they talked me into doing a half marathon with them at Disneyland for the Tinkerbell um, half marathon that they were doing. And I think it was, what, 2014 or something? Uh, yeah. yeah, they're 2012, 2013, 2013 maybe. So I said, if I had, because that is not my thing. And so I said, <laughs> if I have to do it, you have to do it. It's not my thing either. <laughs> <laughs> so... The four of us, we took our families, and the four of us uh, went and did the half marathon, the Tinkerbell half marathon at Disneyland that year. Yeah. Never I, again. Never yeah, again. We, yeah, we, we, we checked that box. We were, we, we, were we got our medal. We got yeah. Our yeah. Uh, yeah. The bus didn't have to pick us up because we were too slow. <laughs> and that was our whole thing. <laughs> It's a win-win then. That's because you want the medal and you don't want the bus to be, you don't want to be on that paddy wagon bus. Right. Because they do it it before the park opens. So you have to be finished before the park opens. Oh. Oh. It's one of those. Okay. It is. And the majority of it, at least when you're doing the half marathon, it's outside the park. You start in the park, it's outside the park, and then you come back into the park. So you have to be done. Right. And so that was our motivation. We did not want to be picked up by the bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So see, it's not just me talking her into things. That yeah. was all her. <laughs> so sisters yeah. are four, let me tell you. I that's know. right. Absolutely. That's right. So yeah, so that's our half marathon story. Right. And you clearly agreed never again. So okay. Yep, never we're good. again. We're good yes. in that respect. Those same friends said, okay, how about we do it next year, but we'll do the 5K. And uh, but by the time we went to sign up, it was full, and I'm like, phew, no 5K now. <laughs> That is one way to get out of those things is just drag your That's feet right. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. stall. Out. That's Sorry. right, exactly. Stall. Oh, I would have done so. it. I was fired up to do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, oh, think the five, I think the half marathon probably still had openings, but not the 5K. I'm like, okay. That's oh, it. Yeah. Too bad. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. All right, ladies. Yeah. Thanks so much. And thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks yeah, so thanks much, Gary and Beth. Thanks for having us. It was a pleasure. Bye.